Hey, She Family, this is Trish, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pieces of She. As you all know, the She in Pieces of She stands for Shared Human Experience. This podcast was created because I simply refuse to believe that humanity is dead. Asleep, maybe, but dead? Nope. In this space, we see just how similar we really all are. We go through similar experiences, different emotions such as happiness, sadness, excitement, grief, etc. I think we all need a little reminder every now and then that people are just that, people. I hope you enjoy learning about the experiences of our next guest as we discuss topics that you might be dealing with or might have dealt with at one point in time. So let's go. Hey, she family. Um, I have Mr. Anthony in the house today, um, and I'm really excited because I actually love having um, men, because I love getting the male perspective on different topics, because I honestly believe that men and women think very differently um, about just anything, and so it always intrigues me to talk to a male about different subjects. So. Of course, we have my famous five. You guys know I always have to know that. Why? I don't know. I think I'm OCD. But anyway, um, Anthony is from North Las Vegas. 42. He is a Gen Xer. He was born in 1976. Um, he comes from a two-parent household. And there are six of them total as far as his siblings. So he has five siblings, um, two that his mother had on that side and then three that his father had and out of all six of them he is the oldest and Anthony is a Libra so just kind of gives me a better perspective of who I'm talking to (laughs) and what I'm dealing with I actually find during this whole thing I actually find that um I like talking to older siblings to the oldest I guess because I'm the oldest so I don't know I guess I can relate but anyway Mr. Anthony, thank you so much for being here, and is there anything I missed? Is there anything else that you want us to know about you? Nope, thank you for having me. Looking forward to the questions. Okay. And the conversation. (laughs) Well, I always pick five topics, and I randomly pick these topics just because sometimes I might want to know from a male perspective on, you know, certain topics, and, and so I... I reach into my little topic bag and I come up with topics. So um, today, our first topic is leadership. So the reason why I picked this topic is because it seems like in America, our leadership is diminishing. It feels like there is the the pot of great leaders um, is getting smaller and smaller in the world and I, I don't want to lose faith in that I don't want to think that we don't have any more leaders in the world so my question to you is how do you view leadership um, and then do you believe that you are a leader and then how how do you use that leadership if you are to shape your community okay so you asked a couple of different questions. Yeah. Let's see if I can remember it. <laughs> um, so the first thing you mentioned was that you felt that the leadership in our country is diminishing. I do. There's a smaller pool of leadership. Um, I think there's a smaller pool of leadership that you and I agree with. Okay. I think in 45's way, he is a leader. Okay. He's confident. He is directing. He is leading people down a path, and they are following. Albeit that maybe the path that I don't want to go, he is a, a leader. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about leadership, I think leadership becomes um, something of confidence, becomes something of promoting. Um, you take leadership and you you grow people from it. Okay. Uh, in 45's case, I would say I, I feel like that he's abusing it. Mm. But that's coming from a different... I'm not a 45 fan. so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then you can also talk about... Um, God forbid anybody ever says anything bad about Obama. 
Uh, Obama was in house for eight years, and he was a leader. Yeah. And I mean, truthfully for me, whoever's been the president of the United States has really not affected me a great deal. Okay. A great deal because usually the people they, in my experience since I've been able to vote, is usually affecting that higher percentage of people that make a lot of money. Yeah. Or the people that may don't make a lot of money. Right. Middle class, which I would probably consider myself, uh-huh. don't really get touched a lot. Okay. Now, Trump has come in, aka 45, has come in and done some things that may touch me a little bit. But yeah. for the most part, nothing they really do or have done has affected me a great deal. Right. Um, so, when you're talking about, and that's the most powerful position in the world. Mm-hmm. So, with that leadership... I guess you pick and I don't guess you pick and choose. I guess when you're a leader, I think you should lead all people. Okay. So when you're in that position, what about the middle class? I feel like we got left behind. Gotcha. So when so when you ask me, do I think I'm a leader? I think so. I th- yeah, I think so. I okay. mean, I'm an assistant principal at a middle school, so okay. I lead a group of teachers, a group of kids. Mm-hmm. You lead by example. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the the main thing. And I had a conversation with one of my teachers today was. Um, Everybody has a different leadership style. Yeah. My leadership style is to give you room to grow, to make mistakes, to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't want to micromanage you because if I tell you not to do it, you're always curious to want not to do it. Mm-hmm. So I want you to get. I'm not going to let you do it where you, where you hurt us. <laughs> but I let you bump your head, get a little knot right, on your right, head right. and be like, see, I told you. So I, I, I let you do that. Um... Some leadership styles are just like they're the helicopter leaders, like they micromanage. Yeah. I, I don't believe in micromanaging people. Um, I have certain things that I want done and I want them done a certain way, but I don't believe in micromanaging people. So when you say in my community, do I take leadership? I think so. I'm the director of the Las Vegas Prospects. Okay. We just finished year 18. We have over, wow. we got to be close to 60, 70 kids. That have come out of our program and went on to four-year schools and got into education and played basketball. Uh, we use basketball as a vehicle to get them to college. Right. We've had a few guys be professional athletes. We had a few guys go overseas. Yeah. We had a few guys just get degrees and become productive members of society. And I say just, which is, for me, that's the main objective is yeah, yeah, to yeah. be a productive member of society. Um, live the American dream. Right. Have a wife, two and a half kids, a <laughs> picket fence. <laughs> yeah, a white picket fence, a, a dog named Skip, <laughs> a minivan. I mean, that's a little American dream. That's the that's the goal is to, and then then hopefully if they reach back and grab one. So, right. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. That sounds amazing. And yes, um, based off of what you said, I would definitely say you're a leader. And I appreciate what you're doing in the, in the world. You I know? appreciate it. Thank you. A lot of people go through this life and don't really know what what, what their lane is. So, yeah. And this is about, you guys, I'm going to show you. I'm going to have a picture of Miss, Mr. Anthony on uh, my Instagram and on all my social medias. But his microphone, you'll see his, um, his beard is amazing. And I'm going to put it in a different place because I think his beard is interrupting his his conversation and I want to hear everything he's got to say <laughs> so I just moved it um all right well good thank you so much for that I appreciate that and um we'll move on to topic number two uh which kind of I guess piggyback piggybacks off of what we just said because you kind of mentioned um that most of the kids that you guys mentor or or lead in your, your basketball organization go to four-year universities. So the next topic is education. So my question is, how important is that to you? How do you see education as far as um, the role that it plays in one's life? Um, and then you, you're, you're an African, African-American male. So that's also another dynamic. Um, I know in the world right now, African-American women lead the way in uh, degrees as far as education is concerned. How important is that to you as an African-American male? So when you say education, it's kind of, there's all type of education. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
You got the education from the neighborhood. You got the formal education in the books. You got the education that you're taught in your household from your mother and your parents. Um, so I'll start with the um, formal education. Um, I can go either way on formal education. For me, formal education, like guys that go out and get a degree, and no disrespect to their degrees for those who get a degree in business management. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. From my experience in the work world, is business management, you don't necessarily need a degree in that because when you go work for that business, they will teach you how to do those things. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I truly believe a college degree, not be it in none of your, um, your sciences or your laws or anything like that, basically don't measure how smart you are. They measure your ability to complete a task. Mm, okay. And your dedication and your yeah, loyalty yeah, yeah. to that task. Yeah. So when you sign up to go to a four-year school, it shows me that you're dedicated. It shows me that you're a hard worker. It shows me that you'll be consistent. It shows work ethic. Right. As opposed to um, for those that uh, get degrees in um, the sciences, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be an engineer, you want to be a lawyer... I think you need formal education on those because mm -hmm. I definitely don't want to ride on a bridge with an engineer that got a C plus. <laughs> I don't want to be on his bridge. <laughs> I, I, think, I need him to be straight A's. I need to have him top some classes. Yeah, that, that's my. I don't need to even even like with pilots. I don't I don't want to be on the plane with the pilot right. that got a B. Okay. And people say, "Oh, B's are good." No, not not no. Hell no. I need him to have a head of A. <laughs> Straight A's, I never missed a question. I need to begin. So when you talk about those, and, and I think the true education, what they don't teach in school in this setting is kids don't know how to write in cursive anymore. Mm. Kids don't know how to balance a checkbook. Kids don't know how to, um, to measure interest rates. Mm -hmm. Kids don't know how to do taxes. Those are things that 95% of the free world need to know how to do it. You're right. We don't even teach our kids how to grocery shop. We don't mm -hmm. teach them how to go and negotiate a car. Mm -hmm. Things that they're going to need in day-to-day -day life yeah, we don't yeah, teach. Yeah. So to me, that education is probably more valuable yeah. than the formal education of going to school for four years and doing all that. So I value that even more. And then when you even talk about the formal education and I'm going to get on my soapbox for a minute. <laughs> and, you, and you start to talk about like history. And, and mm. all my life I've been lied to. Mm -hmm. and yeah, today so, is uh, Columbus Day. You know? Today is Columbus Day. Yeah. So everybody go out and steal something and say <laughs> that it's yours and you discovered it. And, and, and for Columbus. Everybody go do that. You know, it's funny that you mentioned Columbus because I, I was I read a meme on social. How about this? Social media has taught me more about black history than any education I've ever had. I would so have anyway, to so back to my meme. The meme says, you know, everybody's blaming rap music for all the violence in the world. And the meme says, so what the fuck was Columbus listening to right? when he came over to America? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is hella funny. <laughs> what was Columbus listening to? <laughs> so, That's hilarious. So, so even when you start to talk about history and, and education, like when you allow someone else to be totally responsible for your education, then you respond. Then you don't. You they teach you what they want you to know. So education doesn't necessarily have to be formal, but in our society, formal education is what is celebrated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the degrees, the certificates, yeah. and all. That's, that's what's celebrated. Yeah. So, I mean, I have friends that I think probably, if we took an IQ test or something like that, would probably way smarter than Right. Them. But I have more degrees than them. So if we put both our resumes down and apply for the job, you automatically assume I'm better because right. of all the money I spent on education. Right, that part. And then when you talk about education, let's talk about the money part of it. Um, you spend, I don't know, $50,000 a year to go to college. So after four years, if you graduate in four years, that's two hundred grand mm -hmm. to go get a $45,000 a year job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where do they do that at? <laughs> United States of America. And I will give you a loan. 
I will give you an 18-year-old a loan for 50 grand to go to college. But I bet you they won't give you a loan to start your own business right. at 18 years old. Right. Why we don't teach you that? Why we don't teach you how business works? Because if everybody was on that plan to learn how, and this is education, if everybody learned how to start their own businesses and the tax write-offs that they would get for that, using their house as a, as, a, as a business and leasing cars and getting that tax write-off and all the different tax write-offs that you get, and then everybody would be asking to see our taxes like they do Trump. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad at Trump. Trump following the American way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what happened is they're keeping that education from us. So what we need to do is start to educate ourselves on that, and I would bet you they start to change some rules. Right. And even everybody starts capitalizing uh, off right. of the 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 hidden rule book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a rule book that that they give in this public education, and it's system. available to you. You just got to go out and find it. Yeah. It ain't just readily available. Yeah. You got you got to go find it. And then when you even talk about education, you know it's becoming serious about. Uh, People um, getting their uh, uh, license to permit to carry. Mm, so there's okay. an education that comes with bearing arms. Gotcha. And um, we're not as educated about that. Yeah. And the different, the NRA, the different laws and stuff they make. And, and I bet you this, if, a, if every city had an influx of African-American males going to apply to get their carry permit, mm-hmm. I bet you they start to change some rules. I bet it's you that. Regulations It'd be some regulations. It'd be, they talking about, oh, these people got mental health and they don't need to be given. No, the hell with the mental health. Let a bunch of black men decide they want to get together and all around the country decide they want to go get go right. get registered. Oh, and start buying guns. I say we should. I, I think we should. I have mine. I have mine, too. I'm just saying. I have mine, too. And I think we all should. Yeah. So I, I bet you if we did that, I bet you they start to make some rules about But that's another education. Right. So right. I think there's all types of forms of education. You just have to you have to adapt and find out what it is that's best for you and your family and your kids, what your goals are. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, understand that you need to take this job. Yeah. And then when you start to talk about education, again, you start to talk about Western medicine. Which is to pump all these pills in you that keeps you alive, kind of, but it keeps them paid when you go to holistic medicine or what they did thousands of years ago was eating off the land and the different, not having meat in your diet and all this other stuff, which is an education mm-hmm. that we haven't been taught. Mm-hmm. We have not, not until social media did I realize all this stuff they're pumping meat. Right. Who knew, whoever knew the that? Hormones. The hormones and the antibiotics yeah. and all the garbage they put in your food. Yeah. Who knew that? Who knew that McDonald's hamburgers that ain't real meat? <laughs> Who knew that? Oh, all my life we've been eating McDonald's. I can't wait to get a happy meal. Right? But that's what I'm saying. That's another form of education yeah. that we don't have that they that's don't true. teach in a classroom. That's true. And you have to go out and seek that information. So there's all types of education, different ways to get it. You know what, I I really appreciate you even shedding light on, on that because there's education in everything, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's an education that our United States of America pushes, and then there's an education, like you said, that you got to go find. So I, I've always said that um, my mom gave me my street smarts, mm-hmm. and my dad gave me my book smarts. So it's a lethal combination when you have both. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, would you say your book and street smart? I got a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little bit of both. And I think you need both. You need both. Common sense takes you way further than whatever I can learn in a book. Right. <laughs> it takes you way further. <laughs> that good game. Yeah. <laughs> it takes you way further. And, and so, edu- so to answer your question, is education important and how I view about it? education is extremely important. Yeah. But it's uh, the sense of where am I getting it from and how mm-hmm. am I getting it. Yeah. Well, good. All right. Appreciate that. Uh, next topic, we're going to kind of move a little bit here. And this topic is uh, near and dear to my heart, I guess. I got an anniversary coming up. So, it is love. And the reason why I'm asking this question is because I'm always curious uh, from a man's perspective about love and how you view love, what you think about love and and then and then there's I know there's different types um, but I'm talking about a romantic love and how that 
how does that show up for you? And how, how do you, I guess, incorporate it into your, into your world, into your life, daily, daily life? So when you talk about romantic love, mm-hmm. let me start off by saying this. Okay. I had a guy ask me, he says, um, you know, give me some advice, you're an administrator, give me some advice about like, you know, what do I do with my daughter? Like, what can I teach her? How should I raise her? Give me some advice. So like, mm-hmm. what do you see? Mm-hmm. And the first thing I said, the first thing that came to my mind was, show her how you love her mother. Mm-hmm. I said, because you will set the bar for men that follow behind you. I said, because you're going to be her first love. Gotcha. You're going to be the first male that she ever loves. Yeah. And you will set the tone for everybody else that follows her. Yeah. So, when you talk about the love of the romance, and I get my life experience when my father was physically in the home, mm-hmm. but I didn't get to see the, the loving of a woman and caring for her, and do, which I didn't understand. So, as I become an adult, loving is hard. Yes. It, it's, a, it's like... Being able to love is, you have to decide are you loving for convenience? Because everything has to be put in the right way, has to be the right order, the right temperature, mm-hmm. has to happen on this day. Or are you willing to sign up for something that says I'm willing to give myself of someone and just be free? Mm, okay. And so, I think a lot of us, and, I, and I've, been, I've been an offender of this, Love out of convenience. Okay. Because it's convenient. To love. Yeah. It's, it's, it fits my life. It fits what's going on in my world. It's easy to love. Mm-hmm. And so when I um, loving a woman, I didn't I didn't see it. So I had to learn that over time. Gotcha. And adjust and adapt, and you have to watch other relationships and see other things and be like, oh, I see what you mm-hmm. see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like the happy wife, happy life thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I better be happy too. What do you mean the hell she? But that's like a real statement because she, the woman is controls everything. Yeah. She's the she. I mean, we talk that shit, but reality of it is, <laughs> she she runs everything. And right. If she's not happy. She's not satisfied. Then everything else starts to crumble around yeah. it because she is the, the the keeper of the home and she she's the backbone. She's yeah. the force. She's just the face. She's the front man. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't run nothing. So, <laughs> so then when you start to talk about love and a, a family and stuff like that, and I think I think we all love our family differently. Mm-hmm. Um, some there's some tough love. Yeah. Like I love you, but I gotta let you. I gotta be away from you mm-hmm. because you, your energy and everything that you have going on is toxic to what I got going on. But I still love you. I still care for you. Mm-hmm. I will still assist with you, but I can I can financially be there for you, yeah. or I can physically be there for you. I have to love you from afar. Right. I have to love you from afar. Yeah. Um, so, so on love, I, I just think um, how you love, I'm an Oakland Raiders fan, how I love the Raiders mm-hmm. is different than how I love my my mother mm-hmm. or my significant other yeah. or my family. So, love comes in all shapes, sizes, and forms. And I think we all have love for it. For different people in different ways. Yeah, I agree. And there are different love languages, I guess. Um, do you know your love language? I do. What's your love language? My love language is actually um, uh, doing, like do something for me. So acts of service. Acts of service. Yeah. That's my love language. Acts so of like, service. Give me a massage or. Just let's sit, let's watch a movie, like, um, or you know, you noticed that my car was dirty. Okay, good. You went and got it washed. Thank you. Yeah. And and I think my husband finally figured that out. <laughs> and uh, and I think what he learned is that if my love language is being fed, his would be overly fed. You know mm. what I mean? So that, that you said happy wife, happy life, I totally agree with that because I think that if, if, if our love language is being fed, we're going to make sure 
that yours is like overflowing because that's just in our nature right. to just take care of. You know? And it's funny that you say that because, and I, and I don't know the dynamics of your husband's um, life and how he grew up and he was around. But if there's no one, no one. Go back to education. Mm-hmm. No one ever discussed mm-hmm. that. With me. No one ever, no one ever sat me down and taught me how to love a woman yeah. or how to talk to a woman or open up car doors. That was never a formal education. Right. Look out for it. Do this. Be the protector of the home. Yeah. And because society has changed so much from what it used to be years ago. Where the man went out and made the money and the wife stayed home and took care of the home. Mm-hmm. Now you have two parent homes where they both work and there's a microwave in the house and the kids and stuff like that. And then you got these idiots, and, and, I, and I'm going to say this, mm-hmm. this whole this whole movement where you don't need a man. Mm-hmm. He's, mm-hmm. he's a goddamn lie. Mm-hmm. You don't need a man. Yeah. Yeah, and this, and this whole um, independent and be strong and stuff like that. You, you need a man in the you need a man in the house. No different than a man needs a woman in the right. house. You were meant to be together. You're not meant to do this alone. And well, hey, you can't procreate without each other. Need each other, and then that <laughs> so. goes into a whole um, sexuality thing and people talking about you know uh, they're really pushing the movement of uh, homosexuality mm-hmm. and. What you do in your bedroom is your business, but I think it's an agenda being pushed. I don't, I don't see this agenda being pushed about heterosexuality. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like why people need to come out and pump their chest about their sexuality. You, know, mm-hmm. you, you like men, you like women, whatever it is you like. Why, why does that need to be discussed? Yeah, yeah. But there's an agenda, no different than I think this whole this uh, this whole pedophilia thing with these Ugh. adults touching these kids. It's an agenda being pushed. And I was reading something the other day where they're trying to say it's a mental disorder that you like it. No, you're a sick bastard. You should be killed. That part for touching kids. You out of line. I think every man should be. I'm gonna say man and woman because it goes both ways. But um, should be chemically castrated. Women too. Yeah, yeah. I would be, I would be fine with that. <laughs> I, would, I would be fine with that. So, so just back to education. Everything that we're talking about, just go back to education. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you, you start to have, and, and the youth are so immature. They're so, they're so easily swayed in a certain mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. So and you work with them every day. Yeah. Stay, yeah. Stay, they can tell me. So I, I wore a pair of Ferragamo shoes and a Ferragamo belt. Okay. And the young man says to me, Mr. Brown, what kind of belt is that? And I was like, I don't know, it's just a belt. Now I know what kind of belt yeah. it is. So he was like, Mr. Brown, let me have your belt. And I was like, you can have it. He said, it's a Ferragamo belt. I said, yeah. I said, if you could spell it, <laughs> I'll let you have it. Damn. So these kids know all this about fashion, but they have no education on it. They have no education gotcha. on it. Because the, the music and the community and everybody is trying to portray this grand audience idea to be a rapper or a mm-hmm. basketball player or football player, some kind of mm-hmm. athlete to make all this. When our reality is our education, right. opening up your own business. Um, getting a good job, and and I would say getting a good job probably for me comes last on a totem pole because why would you want to work all your life for somebody else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why would you not want to create your own legacy and leave it for your family and everything? But it goes right. all back to education. So everything we're talking about is all education based. All right, you look good. You, you are keeping some knowledge right now. You know, I appreciate it. All right, we got. We got two more topics, and they're very similar. Okay. Um, the reason why I chose these topics is because uh, society today, I believe, views a um, an opinionated, um, firm, assertive black man and woman differently than how that person may be uh, may really be so so here's, here's, here's the topic strong black man 
Now, when I say strong black man, what does that mean to you? And how do you believe a strong black man is perceived in our great country, the United States of America? There is a... When you say strong black man, Mm -hmm. there's this idea that I think everyone gets in their head. Because it's because we feel like there's so few strong black men. So when we think of strong black men, we think of a protector, a provider. Um, he's the breadwinner. He's, he's educated. And not only formally educated, he's, he has street education. He has knowledge. Um, he shares himself. Uh, when I say shares himself, I mean he shares his knowledge. He shares his information um, with everyone. So it's just... It's just uh, perception that and I don't even want to say it's a perception it's what it's what we need right now that's what the country needs is more strong black men fathers that are taking care of their kids uh, fathers that are taking care of their homes uh, men taking care of their responsibilities because right now our, com- our community as a whole doesn't seem like we seem like we're splintered right now mm-hmm. we're splintered we're not going in the same direction um so, strong black man is just that what I just said. He's a provider. He's a protector. Um, he's, he's educated. Um, he shares. He does all those things. Um, and it's, and he's, a, he's a community guy. Um, he's a family man. He's a role model. He's, he's all those things. So, how do you think that society views a strong black man? So, and I guess when I say society... Um, I'm talking about white America right now. I'm so, so I'm not gonna say society because I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say white America. So white America, and it's funny that you say that. My counselor asked me to mentor someone, and when she came to me, she asked me to mentor, and I was like, "You came all the way to the assistant principal to mentor? We have campus security monitors." On campus that can mentor this kid. We have teachers that can mentor this kid. We have other support staff that can mentor this kid. We have a social worker that can mentor this kid. We have counselors. Why would you come all the way, way to me? But she never said, because I'm like, yeah, I'll push them to other people. Like, go over there. I don't, like, you miss some steps. But she <laughs> finally, what she finally said was, I thought it would be great for him to have a strong black role model okay. in his life. And what I think they're using us for right now because they don't understand our youth. They have no clue. Mm -hmm. So they're using us, in a sense, to control Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, them. mm -hmm. And it it almost becomes like the saying, the uh, the token black, I put you in power, they kind of keep the blacks calm. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like what I feel like they're they're doing sometimes is putting us in position to keep them under control gotcha. and uh, relate to having somebody to vent to because they don't know and most people feel what they don't know yeah and I think that's what it is they feel what they don't know okay. we had a conversation today uh, my principal who I think is a sweetheart talking about Friday the movie Friday okay this movie came out 15 20 years ago right one two and three yes and she <laughs> she has never seen them and she's the principal of a predominantly African American school. Mm-hmm. She, we had to tell her that's where by Felicia came from. <laughs> she heard the saying, but she never had no idea where it came from. Wow. So, how can you, if you don't understand me, how can you help me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't understand where I'm coming from, what's on my mind, or what's going through me, what's happening in my life, how can you help me? Right. So, that, so strong black male society, white America, is looking at us to keep everything calm, keep okay. everything easy. Don't don't ruffle too many feathers. Let them continue to push their agenda and whatever it is they're trying to do. Because I, I, I truly believe that if, not if, when we decide 
that we are the kings, that we were original Lord before we were brought over in the shackles. And we go back to that mindset that white America then would then start to really fear us. Mm. And I think that's why they're currently strong black male that consistently eliminating us for several different reasons. And you watch guys um, just the other day in the South, white dude shoots shooting at cops. Mm-hmm. Kills one. And is um, brought in. Negotiated. Two hours. Negotiated with him for two hours and brought him in unharmed. A mm-hmm. uh, white guy that goes and shoots up to high school in Florida is brought in. Is brought in. We got brothers getting killed for selling cigarettes. For running. We, we're shooting them in the back. I'm sitting in the car with my wife and my family, and I tell you I'm armed, and you still shoot me. Why the baby is in the back seat? Why the baby's in the back seat? Stand your ground, that young man, because he had a hood on and skittles. He gets shot. And then what white Americans will tell you is, well, just do what they say do. Mm-hmm. Well, do what they just say do. That is 400 years of slavery. Doing what they just say do. So, they, white America, don't fear us yet because we haven't put together our resources. Okay. They're aware of our power, but we haven't put together our resources. So, they keep us at bay by doing some of the stuff they do. So, let me ask you something because what you just said was kind of profound for me. And I, I never, I guess, looked at it that way. When you mention that you're being used to keep the peace, what do you think about President Barack Obama? Do you think that for eight years he was being used to keep the peace in the black community? That really just brought that to the forefront of my mind. And I'm just curious to know what you think about that. That's a great question, and I haven't looked this up. But it would be an interesting fact would be to find out how during the time that he was in office, what the numbers look like to what Trump's in office now. Or before him, who was Bush, the president before him, what the numbers look like with cop killings of African-American males as opposed to when Bush, President Trump. It would be interesting to see what those numbers are. Mm -hmm. Now, you tell me the numbers dropped Mm -hmm. when he became president. Mm -hmm. Then that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. That would be very interesting to know because social media and internet has allowed us to get information immediately, instantaneously. They have been killing us for hundreds of years. But there was no way if I lived in Las State of Nevada and you lived in Chicago that I hear about what the, right. the cop did to you. Right, right. Now with these, walking around with these computers in your pocket, yes. you're able to videotape them, upload it right to YouTube, yes. uh, the news, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, whatever it is you have. You can do it right away. So, was Barack put in place to mm-hmm. keep us calm? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting, yeah. right? When it's, you said that, it just, I don't know, it just mm-hmm. popped in my mind. So, you know what? I'm going to have to do some research on my end and look at those numbers. Yeah. And just kind of see. And see know? what the end would look like. Yeah. Well, all right. We are moving right along. And thanks for sharing that information with your views on Strong Black Man. But, of course, this one is very similar. And, um... it's strong black woman and the reason why I ask this question is because I do believe that society views strong black men and strong black women differently but I'm interested to hear what you think and how you view strong black women in America so strong black women in our country is viewed And I don't want to speak for the masses, but media will lead you to believe that strong black women come with a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but what they don't realize is this is the monster that you created. Okay. When you start telling them to be independent, mm. when you start telling them they need a man, yeah. when you start saying that I'm going to allow you to get public assistance, have all the babies you want. Right. Because it takes you and a man to make a baby. Right. But the man can't be in the house with you. And I'm going to help you. Get him out the house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go have all the babies you want. He can't be there though. So you created this system. Yeah. And now they flipped a script on you because they're not having babies no more. Mm. Because those strong black women that you created, when you told them to have all these babies, then started to have babies. Mm. And those babies started to educate themselves. Mm. And realized, I didn't want to live in poverty. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be this. I didn't want to be that. Mm-hmm. Now, they never saw a man in the house. Though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they grew up independent. Okay. They grew up, they never saw their mother get loved. Yeah. They never saw a man do all the things. I tell my brother all the time with my nieces, if they give some old bum dude some coochie, it's okay, that's what they decided to do. Yeah. But they know what a real man is. Right. They ventured off and did their thing. But you know what it is. Yeah. You know what it look like, you know what it sound like, you've seen it, you you know you know all the different things. So society has created this strong black woman and now they're afraid of her. Mm. Because she has a voice. Okay. She's not a um, Mammy. Is that, is that what they called them back in the day? Back when, in the day. They would call them Mammy where you was breastfeeding and raising yeah. massive kids yeah. and doing all that stuff and you just humble and meek and you just happy. Right. Yeah. Yes, master, and come by the house and clean up and yeah. we do all that stuff. Now she's educated. Yeah. And she independent. Mm-hmm. And she don't need no man because mm-hmm. that's what you raise her to be. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, and if she gets louder, she goes to the opinion. Now, she's just an angry black woman. Yeah. No, I'm not mad at you at all. Right. I'm just I'm telling sad. you what I'm not going to do. Right. <laughs> and what I am going to do. <laughs> and so you, you created this, and now it's backfired, and now you don't know how to handle it. Mm. Okay. Well, you should have been trying to uh, align your resources and align your things with it. Because you made her independent. Mm-hmm. You told her to go out and have all these babies. Yeah. You thought all the babies were going to be boys? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so now she's been raised by this single independent woman. Mm-hmm. And what does she know to be? Single and independent. Right. To do for herself. I don't need no man. That's interesting that you say that. So. And then I can take it even deeper. Okay. So this strong independent black woman. Okay. Look in the media right now and see how many interracial couples do you see on these commercials and TV shows. Okay. Then tell me how many of them are a black man with a white woman as opposed to a black woman with a white man. Okay, you think the percentage is what? What? (laughs) What? It's more what? It's more black women with white men. Okay. Because once again, I gotta reach. I gotta change my my agenda. Yeah, I gotta yeah, yeah. change my direction. Yeah. Now, okay, white men go be with her. Black men, no, you don't. You don't be with her. So then he's to control her. He's Is that control- what you're saying? Yes, he's to control her. Massa, uh-huh. bring Massa back in the house. Uh Interesting. I need you to calm her down. Because exactly. black, because they will say, "Y'all, the black man can't do it." Well, it's not that we can't do it. You took her from us. Yeah. And you're trying to separate her. Yeah. And then I can go even deeper with that because I think they're trying to have these interracial babies because the sun is burning their ass. And they, <laughs> and they're trying to figure out what... melanin. Yeah, they just melanin in their skin. Because if not, I think their race won't come to an end. It's, it's, it is... Global warming is real. They can yeah. tell you that it's not getting yeah. hotter and, and the icebergs ain't melting and doing all that other stuff. So but it's I, happening. It's, it's happening. That's some deep stuff. It's happening. What you just... You just laid some deep stuff on me. So I'm going to really have to, like, process it. No, look at that stuff. I, and, and, I, and I'm only skimmed. I've only skimmed. Yeah, 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 So I haven't really got deep into it. But I ain't no fool. I can watch and see what's on TV. And right. I can see that there's only one TV show that I can think of that has had a black man with a white woman. And that was the show. Uh, the dude was a football player and his mama was his agent. Um. It was on BET for a while. I know what you're talking about. Uh, 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 
this real papa from about five, six one years. One of the twins were on there. Ma, Tia and Tia. Yeah, one uh-huh. of them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, dating the dude, he was cheating on her. Then he played football on her himself. Exactly the one dude was the, the quarterback. But I can't think of the name. But but go back even further and think about the first interracial couple that I remember seeing on TV was on the Jefferson. Yes, you're right. And that was back in the day. That was back in the day. And you're right. Black woman. White man. But I'll tell you, I don't think he was to control her. <laughs> I don't think he was controlling shit. And then, didn't you have uh, Olivia Newton, what's her name, on the show with the, she, the black woman dating the white president and he cheating on his wife? Oh, scandal. Scandal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another white okay. man and black woman? Yeah. yeah. The Cheerio commercial came on. It was a black woman and a white man. Wow. I just watched a Chevy commercial the other day. Does that bother you? Does it bother me? To see a black woman with a white man. So, I think love comes in. So, me and my barber had a great conversation. Okay. So, and he hit me with some knowledge. He says, if we are the original people, mm-hmm. aren't they us? Mm-hmm. And so, I was like, I'm listening. He says, when we talk about their being in caves and stuff like that. He says, if we're the original man, black man, he says they're descendants of us. Okay. He says, so they mean they left us and went and moved into the caves and that's when their skin became white and their hair became stringy and all the different stuff. Because their hair is that of fur. Okay. That's why they get lice. They will believe you do believe that we don't get lice because we have grease or oil or something. Right, like that. right. No, they get lice because their hair is like fur. Mm. That's why they get lice and all the different stuff. Yeah. And so, when he told me that... <laughs> when he told me that... When he, t- when he, t- when he told me that, mm-hmm. it, was a, um, it was a great conversation of, about that. So, to answer your question... Do I get upset? Right. I don't get upset. You love who you love. Right. But I would like to see more of us with us. Okay. Well. I find beauty. I've seen attractive white women before. Yeah. Attractive Hispanic women, Cuban mm-hmm. women. I mean, non-black. I mean, I recognize beauty. Yeah. But you can't tell me that of the umpteen billion women in the world, mm-hmm. you can find a black one for yourself. No, I'm, I'm, let's see. So my comment on, on what you said as far as the strong black man and the strong black woman and how society kind of, you know, put this wedge between the two. Um, I think that black men and black women need to find their way back to each other. I don't know if that bridge, you know, has been mended well properly. Because I think we have been, historically have been taught indirectly that white is right. Okay. So I give the example of I go to a black restaurant and they mess up my order or do whatever. The first thing they say, oh, messing with black folks. You know, that's what we say. Mm-hmm. Messing with black folks. You know mm-hmm. how black people do. Mm-hmm. But I can go to the white boy restaurant and he mess my order up a few times and I just take it with a grain of salt and think nothing else about it. Okay. I don't give, I, I give him another chance. Yeah. But I don't give the black restaurant another right. chance. Because I think we've been systematically taught that white is right. So when you say mm-hmm. men defenses like Jay-Z and Beyonce and we only know their story because it's in the media. Right. He's, he cheated on Beyonce twice, once, twice. How many oh, times he's cheated on her? But when he, when he tells you his story about his mother being gay, mm-hmm. him not knowing real love, him mm-hmm. not seeing it. So when you talk about the, he says it himself, I got the baddest chick in the game, where am I name? Yeah. So when you got the baddest chick out there and you still find a way to mess yeah. it up? Yeah. Why is that? Do you, do you who married he cheated on her with a Beyonce? Right. She, she ain't Beyonce. Right. So, for us to mend those relationships, I think it has to be some self-love. Okay. We have to learn that. self. I we get have to that. love us. Yeah. 
and stop thinking that they are right or letting them define who we are. Right. Letting them portray us in the media like they do. We need to get together and get our own banks and our own yeah. school. Black Wall Street and yeah. Tulsa. Yeah. When the the Great Depression was happening, Black Wall Street was thriving. Right. And and so was segregation too. So that's a whole nother question. How do you feel about segregation and stuff like that? And we go back and forth with that and and honestly, I mean We was thriving. I prefer I think they should have kept us segregated. The education. We educated our own. So we took a special interest in us. And now we put these... I read something the other day, and I think I posted it the other day. It was a meme that says, single black male is raised by a single mom, goes to school, and is taught by women. He has now spent... She said, they said something like the seven hours, the six hours at school, the seven, eight hours at home said something like he spent 80% of his day with a woman mm-hmm. and you wonder where the, the masculinity mm-hmm. comes in the man. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, think about that. He spent all his day with a woman and you wonder why he ain't manning up. Right. Because there's no man in the home that can give that to him. There's no man in the education field where he's at. He comes yeah. home to another woman. It's so funny you say that because I, I honestly believe that my son um, is biased in that way and he likes male teachers over female teachers. And I think that that's just because he's a male. And I think it may just come naturally that, okay, he's going to teach me some male stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So that's interesting you say that. So, and, and it's funny that you say that because I hated male teachers. Really? Hated them. Why? Did not want them. Is it because they required something different out of you? They Probably because they wanted me to man up where women are nurturing, they're caring, they're loving, and that's what so I want. So, like you were lazy and you could didn't want to. I want to take corners and smooth my way through things. Right. Sweet <laughs> talk. Yeah. Bring gifts. Yeah, right. Just stuff like that. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, totally opposite. So, black woman, yeah, she's been, she's been, uh, got a definite negative connotation. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, that's all my topics, and I'm going to just tell you, you've given me some stuff to, uh, I got some homework after this one. Should we all do? (laughs) (laughs) We all do. So, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing um, some pieces of yourself. And, uh, hey, we all got some nuggets, you guys. I appreciate you. Till next time. Yes, till next time. Well, there you have it. Another She Story. I hope you all enjoyed our last guest and connected with them in some sort of way. If you have a story you'd like to share with the world, hit me up. You can email me at piecesofshe at hotmail.com or DM me on Instagram at pieces.of.she. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Trish.